I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. A very special KSL movie show on the day of KSL's 100th anniversary. I think it's very possible I'll walk again. And if you don't? Then I won't walk again. The man that is failing the people more than anyone is Gray Davis. Dirty Harry's always been arguing with the mayor. He's always been fighting bureaucracy. And I guess in real life, I'm fighting bureaucracy too. Here are our hosts, Doug Wright and Steve Sales on KSL News Radio. Man, what a day, Steve. I know. Just incredible. You know, I tease a lot about what we do and everything. But I have to say, it's been such an honor to be a part of this radio station for well now it's 26 years yeah, for I mean, me a long long time and with working with you it feels like 100 i know it feels like 100 <laughs> years and i won't even tell you what it feels like to me but you know <laughs> but you know what what's amazing about this radio station and this is one of those days we are going to pat ourselves a little bit on the back but you know there aren't many broadcast facilities out there and you know that you've worked elsewhere where you can forge a career of 20 years. I mean, a 10-year career in our business is considered really unusual. That's true. But to make it to 15 and 20, and for me, it's 44. Grant and Amanda were talking about their legacy. I mean, that's one of the longest-running morning shows on a major station in the country. Really? Just like Norse Weldy and James. Remember that in the old days on TV? Oh, sure. That's the longest-running, kind of the old-school trio. You know, you have the anchor, you have the weather guy, and you have the sports guy. And that's yeah. the longest-running team, at least last I heard, in in the country. So it's a big deal. Well, it's cool to be a part of it. I, I am very th- – and it was great to talk to, even though Grant is a Dodger fan. Oh, well, you know, everybody has their faults. By right? the way, speaking of birthdays, yes, I'm sure you know this, but Willie Mays yeah. turns 91 today. Willie Mays. There you go. One of the greatest players of all time. Isn't that amazing? It truly is. Hey, listen, I thought it was only appropriate – that we do the review of the big movies just right off the bat. Okay. And I'm going to take you back right now, Stephen, to the movie Which releases. Hit? The movie releases in May of 1922. Let's get some sound on that one. Here we go. <laughs> Did they have sound? Here we go. We indeed do. Crank this baby up. Crank that up. Second Hand Rose opened in theaters in Salt Lake City. Star- <laughs> I don't remember reviewing that. Starring Gladys Walton. Well, we were there. Gladys Walton and George B. Williams. But there was another great film that also opened, and I think we've got another little uh, soundbite from that. Really crank this baby up so our listeners can hear it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hit the same sound. <laughs> this is a joke. The same sound. There we go. Ba-dum-bum. Thank you. Timing's everything. Okay. On this weekend in 1922, Beyond the Rocks was showing in Salt Lake City. Guess who it starred? Buster Keaton. Gloria Swanson. Oh, so close. And who was the matinee idol of the era? 
Uh, Rudolph Valentino. Valentino. I was gonna say. So that. there you go. Dang it! I, I, you know, we didn't, we didn't get the opportunity to review those on that important day back May sixth of nineteen twenty-two, but uh, those were the two big movies. It was Secondhand Rose and Beyond the Rocks, and I think Beyond the Rocks just by the star power. Uh, boy, talk about two recognizable names even oh, today: Gloria sure. Swanson and Rudolph. Valentino. That wasn't even a talkie then. So yeah, oh yeah, it was another five years before the first talkie came out. We were there in 1922. Everything was silent film until the jazz singer in 1927. So there you go. So I thought we'd just start off oh, the day cool. with the reviews from 1922. A special KSL movie show. Well, Oscar and I have something in common. Oscar first came to. The Hollywood scene in 1928. So did I. On KSL News Radio. <laughs> what an amazing day. And the movie show, abbreviated version today. But, you know, maybe what we can do is I just want to quickly, we, we won't do the rundown here. We're going to be a little tight on things. But I do want to thank Call Climate Services. You know, each and uh, every week they sponsor not only the intro to the movie show where we kind of do the rundown but also the movie show top 10 and it's just a shame that some of these great guests we've had you know like like tanya vea and like sherry do and like the mayor you know couldn't be here for the movie show top 10 today I'm sure they've heard it, though, in all its <laughs> And that's glory. why they left. Is that what you're saying? It's like okay. the evacuation of Saigon. I've never seen so many people okay. run. You know, hanging onto the rungs of helicopters. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you, are you basically besmirching the movie show Top Ten? Every week. Every week. I'd never, I don't know if you haven't picked had, up on that. I had never noticed that. Okay. Hey, the big movie of the week is... Let's get the... Opening sounder here. That we and now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. The biggest release of the week, and this is a highly anticipated movie. And as a matter of fact, we are going to do a special movie show screening of this movie uh, just a week from this Monday. And uh, so, Doctor Strange, about 150 of our KSL listeners and friends will be joining us. We gave away tickets last week. We'll be giving away some more tickets this week and next. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Let's get some sound. Wanda. I knew sooner or later you'd show up. I'm not here to talk about Westview. Then what are you here for? I need your help. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. You cannot control everything strange. Things just got out of hand. You know, for the fans of the genre and Doctor Strange and the multiverse and Marvel who are really into the deep space, they are going to love this. But Steve, I, I D, know. D and I were there. And we, we were kind of lost, to tell you the truth. Now, you know, remember when in reviews, quite often back in the old days, which was, you know, like 20 or 30 years ago, we'd say, wow, the special effects. Because it was like special effects in one spectacular scene. And it was something we'd never seen before. And wow. You yeah, know? but it was judiciously used. Exactly. Now, it's, it's kind of like the Michael Bay syndrome. They just flip that switch of either action or special effects or whatever, and it just runs continually. And I'm not kidding you. I'm finding it, and maybe people go, well, that's because you're an old geezer. 
well, you know, I, I'm finding it a little exhausting. And I was clueless, and I'm trying to keep track of the characters. I'm trying to keep my eye on the ball. And I'm going, where are we now? We see this with Spider-Man. Which one are we in? What are we doing here? Which verse are we in now? Which universe are we in now? Which cast of characters are we in now? And it's all so thickly frosted with special effects that it's, it's wow. Like I said, the geeks are absolutely going to love this. They, but do you know what the highlight was for me? The ending? Bruce Campbell. Oh. I loved him. and I, I, and I, I was so glad they kept him in. Oh, me too. And I don't want to give away anything here. But I'll tell you what. He's a street vendor in one of the multiverses, and he's selling pizza pops. And he's kind of pizza pop. And he's there, and he's hawking the – and anyway, he, he gets to the point where he is – caused to beat himself up and it just goes on and on and on he's beating himself up but there is some bit of a resolve a little later on and we had him on the movie show not long ago of course you know with evil dead and everything so you know that was a highlight of the movie for me so i don't know i have a few things to say about it i know we have to break for news but can i talk about it on the other side well how about if we do it you know like 30 40 seconds is that enough or are you going to go okay. on and on well and on i just want to say this might be the end of the golden era of the mcu because i had to do all the homework all the disney plus shows i've watched loki wandavision uh what if and i got some of the references but if you haven't done your homework, homework yeah. you're lost so for mainstream audiences this is going to be a slug for, like you say, the geeks, the nerds. This is we're so far into the MCU weeds. It's going to be. It's not a fun movie to watch. And yet, there are so many great people in this: Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. Elizabeth Olsen, Ejiofor. I mean, we've got Benedict Wong. We've got you know Rachel a, McAdams, and, and so, a few surprises, and a few surprises. But you know, I'm I'm kind of with you, and I know you know they're so well. You know, hey, and, and you did your homework, and it's still a glaze. Yeah. Well, you like Captain oh. uh, Captain Carter. Yep. She's in the What If episode. If uh, you know Steve Rogers hadn't gotten in the little thing, I know. And that there's a whole thing about it, but there she is in this movie, no yeah. explanation. And all of a sudden you go, <laughs> well, that looks a lot like Captain America. Yeah, but yeah. it's Captain Britain. Oh, I know. And, uh, there's know. a whole backstory. Uh, okay, so what's I'm the grade? I'm very frustrated. B minus, and B-. that's being generous. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that range <laughs> too. Sally. So I know Sally's over there going, "Oh no!" Well, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm of a his. huge fan of his. But there's a darkness to this. Don't take little kids to this yeah, movie. It's wow. scary. There's zombies and all kinds of stuff. Spirit creatures and just crazy. Yeah, it's stuff. it's spooky. And the bad guys in this, those kind of fiery, you know, twirling monster guys, and just woo. Yeah, except okay. when they're just doing their little whirly things, and he like, pew, pew, pew. it's starting to sound look like a Harry Potter movie. A special KSL movie show. If there's anything the Star Wars experience has been for me, it's unpredictable. The making of them were a huge adventure. On KSL News Radio. Okay, special abbreviated version of the movie show. You ready for some of the tar buckets and the pitchforks? Yeah. On? I know, but yeah. I, I'm telling you, just for a mainstream audience, I think you're you're in for a little bit of a, a work yeah, workout. Because you know the 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 superhero and action movies. You know, everybody wanted to see them. Sure. But they're getting so complex now that uh, it's it's going to be unique. And anyway, we're going to give our KSL listeners a chance to make their <laughs> own minds up. That's true. See, no, I'm putting it beautifully, so it, yeah, it isn't a lot. It's a nice way. touch. I'm just going, you're going to have a chance 
to tell us what you think of this movie because it is the big movie of the week and one of the most anticipated titles. And we're going to be there despite popular demand. We're going to have all kinds of goodies and prizes to give away. So when they yell, should they just make sure the language is... I'm just going to say, no, it was him. He made... I want to uh, celebrate KS1 by celebrating the 10th anniversary of KSL, taking you back in the Wayback Machine right now, you know. Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody and his boy Sherman and his boy Stephen. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> uh, 1932, what was the big movie? Here's the sound from it. Why didn't you shoot, Jackie, huh? Why didn't you shoot? Because you're me. Howard Hawks directed it. It's a big movie. Al Pacino starred in the movie of the same name. Oh, Scarface. Scarface with Paul Muni playing Tony Camonte and Anne Dvorak as Seska Camonte. Who played uh, Say Hello to My Little Friend? I don't think they did Say Hello to My Little Friend oh, in it. this one. 1932, that was a big movie in May, and it would have been showing in theaters in downtown Salt Lake City, and it would have been advertising in the Deseret News and the Tribune. It would have been talked about. Well, I don't know if they did movie reviews on KSL then or not, but they should have. A special KSL movie show. My wife is from Provo. I was introduced to the area through her and her family. And quite a few years ago, decided that I wanted to make permanent roots there. On KSL News Radio. Okay, it is the movie show, and uh, <laughs> reviewing movies. We've already reviewed the big movie of the week. Steve's chortling for some unknown reason over here. <laughs> Sally and I are doing sign language. <laughs> oh, is that what you call that? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I want to review a little film that uh, we watched the other night called. The Duke. Here we go. We're convinced that the Goya has been stolen by a highly professional international criminal gang. Almost certainly a trained commander. One problem. What's that? Your mother. I can explain. I'm shaking. It's the shock. Shock, yes. I'm shocked there's a stolen masterpiece in my wardrobe. Your mother. Uh, okay, I love Jim Broadbent. Uh, he's hilarious. I love Helen Mirren. I love It's Matthew Good, right? Uh, yes, Matthew yeah, Good. Matthew Good. And they, and, and another, you know, there are other great people in this movie, but you have this eclectic guy. We all kind of know this guy. He's kind of on a never-ending crusade. He's a little goofy. He's so well-intended. He's a decent person. He always thinks that he's kind of, he's a little like Don Quixote. He's always, yeah. you know, jousting at windmills. And one of his focus is the BBC tax, so you can watch television. And he's always getting busted. He takes the coil out so you can still watch one channel, argues that he still shouldn't have to pay. goes on and on and on. And then, but the big news in Great Britain at this point, this is back in the 1950s, is that they have reclaimed the portrait of the Duke of Wellington, the Duke of Wellington, the national hero, and it's not a very good painting. No, and, they, it, and, and it's very small. And it's very small. And they they, they spent you know like uh, what was one hundred eighty thousand, one hundred forty some odd thousand pounds, which you know that that make it like quarter of a million dollar painting, yeah. you know, in in U.S. dollars at that time. He is appalled. It's frivolous that they have used taxpayer dollars and they're milking, you know, the little people so they can even see the BBC. So anyway, well, the painting goes missing. <laughs> and what happened to it? Well, this is not Ocean's Eleven. No, this, 
And this is like, you go. Literally puts a ladder on the wall. And this is like a real story. This really yeah. happened. The National and, Gallery. Yeah. In the National Gallery, you know, kind of, you know, back by the dumpster. It ends up, and then they put a false back in the wardrobe. And are they ever? And they're all speculating. Boy, to pull off this kind of robbery, this had to be a big deal. You know, literally you, waited till the buffer guy went by, yeah. walked in, grabbed yeah. the painting, climbed down the ladder, and off he went. But here's the rub: what really happened? Yeah. And when he is put up and he's caught, the trial because well, he takes it back. is. Yeah, he he just literally, you know, goes, oh well, goes, you know, love, we got to take this back. I just borrowed it. I didn't steal. And so he they he just walks it back in, wrapped up in brown paper, and it is just hilarious. And so they obviously arrest him. I mean, he could be in jail for a, he's already been in jail. I want for, Matthew Good as my lawyer for stealing the the BBC signal. Yeah. And so Matthew Good takes the case, and he's pretty upfront. He goes, you know, you're going to be lucky to get off with 10 years. I mean, you know, the, the odds of you being found not guilty are very, very slim. <laughs> yeah, he says, what are my chances? And what's, like, interesting, not good at all. what's interesting is it's not just the painting, because they just returned the painting, but what about the frame, which is worth 80 pounds? So anyway, <laughs> this he is hilarious. He's answering the questions honestly. He calls the court reporter Love, you know, well, I'm Love, and, and, and she's smirking and laughing, and the audience is laughing. He's got everybody, the but the judge. the judge is not laughing. <laughs> and They're making a mockery of my court. And how this turns out is nothing short of delightful. Yeah. I love these actors. I really love this story. This is like a three-and-a-half-star movie for me, you know, B-plus on your scale. Yeah, B-plus for me. I really like this movie. It is rated R for some language, uh, but it is playing at the Jordan Commons, the District, uh, Thanksgiving Point, and the Broadway. So there are places you can catch it. Uh, and if you like Helen Mir, she's just like, I can't believe you're so. Ah. I know. She's very angry throughout this movie. And everybody is sympathetic to the family. She works for a very rich, you know, by cleaning oh, their yeah. home. And, you know, she's always afraid they're going to fire her because of her whacked out husband. And it, he can't they, keep a job. Oh, there are so many wonderful levels and just sprinkling of spice through this. The dialogue is the amazing. Is and cool. as somebody I know would say, the arc of these characters is really delightful. So. Well, hearing his, uh, I hope that was word for word. Uh, oh, me too. His in answers the in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, he's got that that kind of pliable, putty-like face that can look so goofy. Yeah, just doughy, and it, it just comes so naturally. So there you go. It's called the a special KSL movie show. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me on KSL News Radio. A Sally quote. Boy, you really, really like me. Oh my goodness, that that was a memorable moment. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of memorable moments, we're going to take you into the wayback machine again, little Sherman Stephen, and we're going to take you back to 1942. You ready for the big movies that were out there right now? Let's get a little sound from this one, which is called Larceny Inc. Seven million people in New York, and you think they had no place else to go. Hey, can't you read, mister? We're out of lunch. You sell luggage here? Oh, no, yeah, we just keep the merchandise around for laughs. Robinson in Larceny, Inc., along with Broderick Crawford, Jack Carson, and Jane Wyman. But then again, it just would not be 
a movie back in 1942 if you didn't get a little of one of our favorite cartoon characters of all time. And watch out, Doc. Well, one of the strangest things I... Elmer Fad. Oh, my goodness. It's wabbit season. My goodness, they are amazing. (laughs) Mel Blanc was one of the greatest voice talents of all time, and it just wouldn't have been a movie if you didn't see that wascally wabbit, you know. And and then this movie was a big one that was uh, showing right now in 1942 when KSL was celebrating its, uh, that would have been 20th anniversary. So this is Take a Letter, Darling. Good morning. Oh, good morning. I, uh, I have a letter of introduction to A.M. McGregor. Is it about a job? Yeah, the name is Tom Burney, and the letter's from Bill Dooley. Well, looking at you, I'll say you'll get the job. Chump. Huh? <laughs> Just a second. Well, it sounds like Cary Grant in there, but we had Rosalind Russell. That was Cary Grant. And then Fred McMurray was the big star, though, Oh, on that one. So there you go. Huh. All right, just a little blast to the... I think it's time, Steve, because, you know, the, the world would be desperate if I were not to do the movie show. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, on this most important day... <laughs> Of KSL to ruin it. It would not be a 100th anniversary. Don't pop the balloons. Without. <laughs> or my gullet. Hold the chandeliers. Or the movie show Top <gasps> Ten. <laughs> Ike looked over like somebody just shot out of a cannon. <laughs> he did. Ten. Hello. I'm the It just doesn't get old, Doug. I have to tell you. It never gets old. It's always a surprise. Okay. (laughs) You know, we got to show off our true gifts. Oh, I wish I'd have had that on. I do not want to bury my gifts under a bushel. No. Even in slow motion, it was like, Which would you if we had a tent? Yeah, if if only we had a tent or a recessive. We need revival. Or something. All right, it's the movie show top ten, sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. So here we go. Number ten movie is Morbius. Boy, this has not made the money that I thought it would. But yeah, seventy one and a half or seventy two million dollars in five weeks. It's a bad vampire movie. It is a bad vampire movie. Okay, yeah, it's a bad vampire movie. Uh, number nine is Father Stew. I still haven't caught up on it. Three weeks, only about eighteen million. That's too bad. If I told you that this is the best thing Mark Wahlberg has ever done, I know that's a yep. low bar, but it's... <laughs> oh, he, he is that good. That is uncharitable. Maybe true, but uncharitable. The bar is so low, you would literally trip over it. Memory. I actually really like this movie, and I'm surprised it didn't do better. I didn't think it would kill it, but I, I thought it would do better than, you know, a little over $3 million. Well, every three months, we've got a new yeah, Liam Neeson that's movie. That's true. Maybe. It's getting to be almost the Bruce Willis factor, isn't it? You know, where yeah, he's just... Poor Bruce. Making, oh, I know. Poor Bruce at this point. Uh, the Lost City. This was not our favorite movie. It's made about uh, oh, $92 million domestically in six weeks. Another 58 foreign. It's at 149 The unbearable weight of massive talent. You know, I'm, I'm kind of watching this one to see if it's just going to kind of hang in in the middle arena here for a while while people see it, and it actually does fairly well. But right now, it's not doing great. It's only about $14 million. 
And only another four uh, foreign, so, yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once, six weeks, made about $37 million. Your Michael Fox said, if I don't see this movie, he will I never know. speak to me again. And we're going to have to see really? that. Really? Maybe you're going to be so lucky. We have to do homework <laughs> on this. Yeah, that's right. The, wow, even when they're not here, you're swinging away. Um, nice. The Northman, as I've said, this makes Green Knight and The Last Duel look like a sitcom. I really did not like this movie much. Well, Steve Real Vikings. It. Yeah, real Vikings, real grit, real blood, guts, literally. So anyway, Fantastic Beasts and the Secret of Dumbledore. Boy, Dumbledore has a lot of secrets, and there are a lot of Fantastic Beasts. But again, this is pretty much in the weeds for a lot of folks. I mean, I, I love the Harry Potter stuff, and there were parts of this movie I liked, but wow, it gets complex. Check out the foreign numbers, 252. So it's at 333. The foreign numbers are saving this movie. Now, this proves our movie show theory for a long, long time. If you produce a good animated movie or kids movie, release it at a fairly decent time and where it's really offering an option because the number two and the number one movie are in this league. The Bad Guys is number one with about $45 million. Sonic the Hedgehog in four weeks has made $162 million. People will go to a good animated, good kids movie, especially if it's not insulting to the audience to the adults who might have to go with them. And I thought Sonic would be that very movie that it would be. But the numbers, 163 domestic, 163 foreign, that is that is balance, folks. Yep. And then the bad guys, 121 uh, worldwide, yep. both excellent movies, and both hits. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the movie show, the revered movie show, the exalted, the highly acclaimed, the non-award winning feature on the show. Oh, hyperbole. Where have you been? Did you hear non-award winning? Just kind of (laughs) right over his head. Well, it goes without saying that. It's the movie show top 10. A special KSL movie show. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. On KSL News Radio. (laughs) We're just talking to Ike, our promotions guy. Who is going to get us loser T-shirts, right? Okay, yeah. Black ones? Here, here grab, grab the microphone over here for just just a second. Yeah, you, you. All right. Okay. Ike has been working so hard on this, you know, 100th anniversary. We've had all kinds of things going on. So he's he's kind of the founder of Feast here. But he's going to have to change I, his shorts. I was, I was afraid you were going to lose it over there. I was afraid <laughs> we are going to have to get the defibrillator out there for you. What? Well, the, the top ten, Doug, you just need to tone it down a little bit, okay? Well, I, I thought I need to elevate it. See, Where have you been my whole life? Every week I try to take that to a new level of, of insanity. Well, huh? I think you accomplished it this week, that's for sure. Well, you, you just about jumped out of your uh, shoes. What, what are you wearing there? Just a little. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just some, some sneakers. At least they're not Crocs. So, you know. But uh, I did. Sorry, did, we didn't mean what, to disturb what, what you. What do you have so. against Crocs? I love Crocs. I do too. I have some at home, but I've never seen <laughs> well, them public. I usually get mocked when I wear them. <laughs> they have to well, be Grandpa. With Steve, they have to be black. So anyway, we're, black. we're putting the bite on you in front of our all fourteen of our listeners. Oh boy! The, I know there's a lot of pressure on you right now. Loser T-shirts. Uh, in sure. Our future. Sure. <laughs> I'm telling yeah, let's you. Let's do it. Did, did I sense some hesitation, well, Dallin? No, it's funny. We ordered, I think we ordered 1,000 shirts, and we ordered uh, 
500 winner T-shirts and yep. 500 loser T-shirts. Uh-huh. And I think we still have like 400 winner T-shirts. <laughs> and maybe we no, could just and cross the loser out. T-shirts were gone in like two or three weeks. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. well, that's, that's the joke. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hearing a commitment here. Yeah. I think Let's we should it. take the winner wins and black out the winner. Yeah, just, and just, just write put a big loser, X them. even better right. loser. Let's do it. That's a class act. Yeah. yeah, maybe we can come up with an even cooler design too. <laughs> you know, with all of the talking we've done today about the hundredth anniversary, seriously, this guy yeah. and his great crew and our promotions uh, team—they have worked their butts off on this. And you know, what a, what a great day and a great event and cool thing. So, way to go, Ike. Thanks. It's been fun. It's been an honor for oh. to to honor KSL and. You know, I've been here 20 years, and KSL deserves every bit of the hard work we've done to make it special. It's true. It, it really is true. Oh, look, listen to Ike. That's All right. Adorable. So uh, hand that over to Sally now and go make our loser shirts. You know, let's get let's I get remember busy. the time I called Ike, and somebody drove What'd by and I bump. drove by in our van with the lights going. <laughs> and I go, are we, uh, are we in code three here? <laughs> code three. And he's like, oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> We're being pursued. He called the guy. He's like, yeah, turn off your lights. Okay. A special KSL movie show. Oscar and I have something in common. Oscar first came to the Hollywood scene in 1928. So did I. On KSL News Radio. But Steve, there is a movie that you've actually been uh, going. Hey, we got to talk you, about you this. You want to see? You're going to want to see this. And do we have sound on which one? Operation Mincemeat. I think so. Here we go. In five weeks, 100,000 British forces will strike Sicily's southern shore. Unfortunately, the Nazis know of our intentions. So we're going to play a humiliating trick on Hitler. We have to convince Germany that our target is Greece. Prime Minister, that's too big a risk. The fate of the world is at stake. The plan is highly implausible. So when can it be ready? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, uh, Churchill's like, the other brass were like, we can't do this. Here's the plan. Take a dead guy. Yeah. I mean, talk about Weekend at Bernie's yeah, and uh, right. uh, the, the was it Sky something? Yeah, uh, they take a they find a dead guy. They go, we need to find a guy that looks like you know he's in the RAF. We're gonna fill his satchel with important papers and all this stuff, and then they write all these hand like love letters from a fake woman that he's dated. I mean, they make this yeah. whole biography about this guy just so they can convince the Nazis that they were going to attack in Greece, Greece. instead of Sicily. And they thought, there's no way this is going to work. They float the body out and, and yeah. lands on a Spanish shore where there's a Nazi enclave. And at every turn, they like, wait, they're going to give the body back? No. No, we need the Nazis to get the body. <laughs> and this is actually a true story. Yeah. This actually happened. Uh, Colin Firth is in it. Uh, uh, Matthew McFadden. And, of course, all that British upper lip kind of right. thing. It's it's, uh, it's kind of hysterical in a very strange way in that they're like, dude, we got to get this body out there. It's starting to get a little ripe. Yeah. They're not going to believe it if we hang on to him any longer. This is a brilliant little movie. Wow. Operation, it was originally called Operation Trojan Horse, and he goes, well, even the Nazis will really figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, right. So they changed it to mincemeat. This was so successful that years later, they found another pilot guy that was dead, had a satchel on him, and he had legitimate stuff oh, on him. Wow. And they didn't believe it because they already got sold out on Operation Mincemeat. Oh, love this movie. I, it is in limited release right now. And so you're probably not going to be able to find it locally, but on next Wednesday on Netflix, it will start and you'll be able to see this great little British film 
Operation Mincemeat. Okay. All right. And, hey, if we were to go back to 1972, which was the 50th anniversary of KSL. 72. Okay, now you're... And if we had been doing the movie show then, the movie show started in 1985, so it wasn't that far ahead. But what would be the big movie of the week right now? It would be a Woody Allen film called Play It Again, Sam. Sam. Here we go. If you could have any painting, what would you pick? Uh, a Van Gogh. Any Van Gogh. Me too. I feel some sort of a mystical attraction for Van Gogh. Why is that? I don't know. I just know he was a great painter and he cut off his ear for a girl that he loved. That's the kind of thing you'd do for a girl. Woody Allen. <laughs> I'd really have to like her a lot. Again, Sam. That was uh, one of the big movies, but... This was the era of a guy by the name of Bruce Lee. I think we have some sound on that. Oh, yeah. Real sound effects. Real sound effects. There you go. The Way of the Dragon. That was uh, the big movie about this time back in 1972. Oh, I saw that movie, Enter the Dragon, when yeah. it came out. like, gosh he's so good pretty cool you know yeah exactly all right hey i think it's time ladies and gentlemen for a little telephone torture no yes yes and here we go telephone torture we are going to give away not only the two tickets to the megaplex theater yeah the two drinks and the tub of popcorn, but we're going to throw in some tickets for our special screening oh, of, make sure Gustavo knows we're doing this, special two tickets to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And what I want uh, our folks back in the studio to do is to just clear the lines right now so everybody has a fair shot at being caller number four. We're looking for caller number four, KSL Talk. And, of course, fabulous prizes worth up to? Sure. Say it. No. Say, yeah, I know you want to say it. No, I, don't. I see it in your eyes. I really don't. You want to say dollars. Let Sally say it. Say it, Sally. Dollars. Ooh. There, wow. there you go. You don't get that kind of performance every day unless you're at Hale Center Theater. <laughs> and the Oscar goes, too. And the Oscar goes, they like me. They really, really like me. Okay, here we go. Caller number one. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hello? Earth to listener. See, so you hung up on the whole <laughs> Earth game. Hello? Did, okay. Did, didn't like my dollars. Uh, no, everybody loves those dollars. Okay, now let's go back to the phone line. This will still be caller number one because we actually have to hear something, you know, like, oh, my name or something. Okay, hi, who's this? Mike. Mike. Aww. You don't sound very happy. Is that because no. you're a loser? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a loser on the 100th anniversary of KSL. Just hope you never meet these people in real life. You know, that's some bragging rights. Hey, I was a loser on the 100th anniversary of KSL. Sure. Okay. Now let's go back to the phone line. This will be caller number dos. Dos. Okay. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Mindy. Oh, you're awfully oh. chipper for a loser. <laughs> We're about to bring you down a notch. <laughs> So do you want to hear oh, what you didn't I'm get? A loser, <laughs> yes, I do. Well, you didn't get tickets. You didn't get Doctor Strange tickets. You lost out on the tub of popcorn, and we're not going to give you two drinks. Wow. Thank 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Now let's be kind. I like that person. She was a wonderful loser, so uh, we got to be kind here. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I'm a loserizer? There you go. Now, see, no, we're, we're trying gonna, to. We're, 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 trying. we're trying to nudge the studio into pushing the button. He wants to back her, and he's. Yeah, he does. He's feeling. And he's, he's having a hard time with that button. The losers always whine about their best. Yeah, there you go. Do you suppose something drastic has happened? Has there been a heart attack <laughs> in the studio? He heard the top 10? I don't know. Maybe. It's uh, However, what you get is silence. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to trudge on here. This was the beginning of the end. Okay, that's right. 100 years. Okay. It was a good run. It was, <laughs> good, it was a good run, but this might be it. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? Hi, this is Tom. Tom, you're caller number three, which makes you oh, the third, third loser on the show. Let's see if we can actually hit the button this time. Loser, loser. Hey, I've had this call before. Okay, now let's go to the phone line. And this is going to be caller number four, which will be the legitimate big wiener on the movie show. Sure. Okay, hi, who's this? Hello. Oh, gee, he ran out. <laughs> we only have three listeners left that we. It was. Um... <laughs> Almost was a lucky winner there. There's, Almost. There's something amiss here, Stephen. There yeah. is. Okay. The game's afoot. Back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? This is Paul. Paul. <gasps> you sound awfully chipper, and you actually, unlike the previous three, should be chipper because you are a big wiener. Of course you are. <laughs> and you've won fabulous prizes oh, worth he up hung to on that e a little too I long, know. didn't he? You have won the tickets, you have won Doctor Strange tickets in addition, and you've won two drinks, and you've won a tub of popcorn. And what do we need to do to make all those losers out there feel a little better about themselves? Uh, Frank, that's all you need to say. And by the way, what an honor for you to be the big wiener. Huh? 100th anniversary of KSL. Okay, here. Here we go. Crank Frank up so we can savor every tone. You're not going to like Frank in the offer. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I saw him in, in the, you know, I did see him when he's going to, you know, he, in the what restaurant. was he going to do, stab him with a fork? Remember that? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. he panicked. Okay, all right. It's been a great day for uh, uh, us on the movie show uh, to be part of KSL's 100th anniversary. I'll be joining Jeff Kaplan a little later on this afternoon. We've got the Bees game tonight, all kinds of things. I feel like I should be joining someone. You should be, including a week from this Monday when we'll be at the uh, Megaplex Theater. And we will be showing, this will be at the Gateway, we'll be showing Doctor Strange. And uh, all kinds of great things are coming up. So, again, thank you so much. And really, I've mentioned this over and over. It's the listeners that make KSL the great radio station that it is. We can't thank you enough for listening. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.